Good evening. And it is great to be with you tonight for this second um, night in December. And uh, I just want to thank you for taking uh, time out of your day uh, in the evening here to uh, tune into this. Uh, just a reminder, we are doing a Bible study on David Jeremiah, Why the Nativity? And um, it's a wonderful little book. And I, I encourage you, if you want to give your uh, family members or friends or someone you're trying to witness to, to give them this little book, David Jeremiah, Why the Nativity. I have no royalties in this book. I just really have enjoyed it in my own life, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you and your family. Uh, last night, we started by looking at the prophecies of the Bible and why they're there to encourage us and to remind us that God had a plan and a purpose for all that he does and that we don't just serve a faith um, that is unproven, but yet the evidence is overwhelming. But when we think about Christmas and we think about Isaiah 7:14 that uh, God was going to come uh, to us uh, in the form of a young baby and take on flesh. The second question from this little book is why did God become man? And when we think about all that God created in the book of Genesis, we think of him creating light. And we think of him creating the solar systems and the stars and the sun and the moon. And we think of him creating the earth and the mountains and the trees and the animals. And, and uh, I believe God created it all just like his word says that he did. And even though all of nature is beautiful and all of nature is something so remarkable, uh, God still thought something was missing. And what that was, was man. And God created man to have fellowship with him, to have a relationship with him. And we know in the garden that he walked with them and talked with them and uh, had a relationship with Adam and Eve. But we know that Adam and Eve did something in the garden. They sinned. They broke that relationship with God. We know they understood that because they hid themselves from God, understanding that they were now naked. And because of that, God is perfect. God had to remove them from that fellowship, to put them outside the Garden of Eden. And so there has been a separation between God and man ever since. But when you read the Old Testament, you see God continually reaching out to people, whether it was Abraham, Moses, Noah, Isaac, Jacob, the prophets, David, throughout every, every generation, God continued to reach out to people. Sometimes we can see that in his creation. Sometimes we see that in the fact that he sent people to preach and teach other people. You say, well, God only cared about the Jews. That's not true. Think about the book of Jonah. 
and how Jonah was sent to a pagan country to hear about the grace and mercy of God. And so when we look at this little book in chapter 2, we see that man had separated themselves from God, and there was nothing they could do to return to God on their own. Yes, God gave them sacrifices and the Ten Commandments and the offerings, but if you've read the Old Testament, man fell and failed and failed and failed and struggled and had brokenness and over and over again fell short of that relationship with God. But God loved man so much that even though man could not get to heaven, God could take the most special part of heaven and send it to us. And that was Jesus. The Bible says that everything was made by Jesus and through Jesus and for Jesus. And so even though we are sinners, broken vessels, God wanted a relationship with us. And so he sent Jesus to make that journey to earth. He would walk among us, live among us, talk among us, and would die for us. Taking our sin and shame. You see, this paragraph is one of my favorite on page 8. Then the nature of God would be clear to all people. People on earth could see what God was like. They would behold his perfect love and faithfulness, his unbounded devotion even to those who were sick or small or dark-hearted. They would know the things that mattered to him. And in that incarnation, they would see a perfect model of what life could really and truly be. Sunday I'm preaching on bitterness and Ahithophel and how he was bitter and angry. And in that sermon I'm going to be talking about, we get bitter when we feel an injustice has been done to us. You shouldn't have said that to me. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have treated someone that way. And out of that, our, our social justice, our racial justice, our, our sense of justice is offended. And so we become angry. And many times that anger is directed to God. Why did my loved one die? Why did my family get cancer? Why did this relationship break? And we look at God and say, how could this have happened to me? And we hear people say all the time, I'm going to line God out when I get to heaven, or I've got some things I have got against God so I won't believe. But I want to show you that the incarnation Jesus coming to live among man is the real heart of God. Even though man messed things up, God wasn't done with us. In my own life, how many times I have failed God, but yet Jesus still died for me. How many times I have failed God, even since I have been saved, but yet God never threw me away. We see that God's love is manifested in the fact that he came, that he stepped out of heaven. John chapter 1 verse 14 says it like this, The word became flesh or human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. 
and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And so this Christmas season, you might think you have failed God. You might think you've wandered too far. You might think there's no way that God could be good and loving and kind. But friends, I want to show you that he was and that he is. He could have left us in the mess that we found ourselves, but he didn't. He could have said, I have the angels of heaven to worship me. If man won't cry out, the rocks will cry out. In the Old Testament, when man would not cry out, even the donkey could speak. God could have made heaven whatever he wanted. But he made a place for you. He made a place for me. That's why John 14 is so special. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come to you again. Friends, tonight I want you to know that. Know that God wants a relationship with you. No matter how you've wandered, no matter how you've failed him, and that person that you're struggling to love, God loves them too. God sent his son for them too. And so as you begin to pray for your lost family and friends, you begin to pray for your own relationship with the Lord. Remember, if you ever want to know what God's like, or if he really loves you, it's all in the Christmas story. The fact that he took on flesh and was born for you and I. As always, thank you for watching. I pray that these will help you. I pray that the Lord will bless you. Don't forget you're welcome to join us on Wednesday night as we're going through this as an overview. Monday night, Lord willing, we'll be back going through these questions of Christmas. Why the Nativity by David Jeremiah. And so as always, may God bless you. I hope that you'll find a church to worship at this weekend and know that God has a purpose and plan for your life. God bless you.